Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to episode 27 of season 11. This is episode number 403 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated, I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, RockinThatIDLife.com, StrikeWithMike.com, and CenterIceBrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. And also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at Let'sGoBlues.com. I'm not saying this for my health. Uh, I'm asking, uh, pleading, begging nicely uh, for those of you out there to uh, just check out the t-shirt shop. Give it a look. If you like something, yeah, maybe consider giving it a purchase. It's Wednesday, March 8th. We're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to interact with the show on social media. Our handle on all the socials is at LGB Radio. I'm Kurt Price. My co-host for the big show tonight is Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. Uh, Producer Austin is lurking in the background, uh, pulling some strings. Uh, The agenda for today includes discussion of boots. Um, Gosh, the, uh, the big loss to the Arizona Coyotes, or the Coyotes, if you're Jeff Ponder. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Jakob, uh, Jakub, Verona, uh, or your Jim Thomas, uh, Jacob, uh, <laughs> Verona in his first game with the Blues. We'll kind of uh, talk about how he uh, he looked to us. Uh, Captain's played a handful of games with us now. We'll kind of look at the, what he's done. And the Blues are now the ninth worst team in the NHL record-wise. Um, the Blues do make a couple of moves, and uh, the Minnesota Wild uh, kind of make a mess of uh, Pride Night a little bit, um, along with a couple of the teams. The teams are just kind of getting in line with this uh, kind of screwing up Pride Night thing now. So, uh, And Ryan O'Reilly breaks his finger, uh, and he'll be out for a while, which it's, you know, it's the I hear his leaves, finger right? is is like his stick. It's like this right now. Oh, just the, just the tip? The end. Just, just the, the tip. Just, just see just how it feels. <laughs> just a <second. laughs> Oh, all that and more on this exciting titillating episode of let's go blues radio uh fellas how are you uh how, how are you hanging tonight a little left 
a little to the left short shrivel a little to the left um as you can see i'm i'm in full rooting for other teams mode right so okay. i'm going coyotes up top i got i got flyers right go flyers you are reversed you are just notice that you're back i am yeah you gotta fix that on your uh hang on, in there. Hang on. uh because hang on. i didn't because I... the flyer was flying backwards there you, okay, there you so go. There All you right. go. All right. How did that happen? That never happens for me. Um, so yeah, we got we got coyotes. We got you know, guys, even though I got the flyers and it's a pronger jersey. Uh, this just doesn't feel right. Hang on. Is that a Provorov jersey? Off. <laughs> and he's taking off the jersey. He's got uh, a fucking Blackhawks right. jersey on. Much better, guys. Much better. That didn't work tonight. Is that a Kyle Beach oh. jersey? This is, <laughs> you know what? I'll even give you the number. Who do you think this is? This is for those on the podcast. I just took off the Flyers jersey. I have a Chicago Blackhawks jersey on. Smith. Not Duncan Smith. Keith. Not Duncan, Duncan Keith. Keith. It's, wait, you gave us the number. Number two? Number I two? gave you the number. This was prior to Duncan Keith. I don't think you guys would ever get this in a million years. His brother had a very serious moment with Chris Pronger once. A serious moment with Chris Pronger. Oh, Is Boris Moranov. Boris Moranov. Yes, Why? I have a Boris Moranov Blackhawks jersey because I was a crazy teenager. Okay. Apparently. Is that so these, these jersey switching jokes doing anything for you guys? <laughs> Flyers, you got one more under there. Yeah. I thought about. Are you like it, popping collars in the '80s? You got uh, three or four of them there. I thought about going. I can't keep this on any longer. I'm sorry. I cannot wear this fucking jersey. Um, no, I thought about going with another team, but uh oh, now I can't hear you. Please continue. I was gonna say you're you're uh, you're taking your jersey off and your headset's still on. How's this gonna work? <clears throat> There you right. go. There you go. Yeah, I, I thought about doing a couple more, but I was like, nah, you know what? That, that, that bit is going to get old real quick. Oh, my God. We got to bring him in here. Yeah. Oh, he's wearing Austin's <laughs> wearing Predators jersey. You done, you done fucked up, Austin, because the Predators are already ahead of the Blues in the standings. So who cares? What? Bye, Austin. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think I could ever, ever, ever bring myself. Okay, so he's wearing the jersey. Um, does he ever find himself rooting for the Predators? No. Okay. He says, he says no. 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 All right. Good. I honestly like. We joked about it earlier. The Blackhawks just won against the Red Wings. I still can't root for the Blackhawks. Uh, fuck no. no. Why? 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 Why would? Why would? I, you? Thought, I thought the Wings won. Yes, yes, yes. The Four, one. You're right. Four three. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Austin. Appreciate that. <laughs> Bill, I've been uh, Bill, and uh, I've been me and Kurt have been hogging the mic. What? How are you? How was your week? Uh, you know, finished work uh, about five minutes before the show started tonight. So real, real good, real good there. And Kurt's Kurt's Excited. got Kurt's got a buddy. He does. I do. You do. I you have a buddy behind you. 
Yep. My great Pyrenees is just standing behind me and staring into the trash can. I think he's, there's something in there he wants. Probably. No, but just go. You, I gave you food. Here you go. Go eat your own food. Don't eat out of the trash. We've been house-sitting my, my in-laws' dog. And my God, those my dog and, and that dog have just been all week. I work from home all week. Bark, bark, bark. Come downstairs. Fight. Go upstairs. Bark, bark, bark. Come downstairs. Fight. That's all they have done all week, and I am ready for it to be over. Um, let's see. What do we got here? We have some announcements. Um, we do. Yeah. Uh, congrats to all the uh, Blue Note Cup winners from over the weekend. That was held at the Centene Center, correct? Yes. Um, yeah. Big, big day out yep. there. Man, parking was ridiculous. Um, listener, uh, listener Leon, his stepson, uh, was, and I want to especially call this one out, uh, Chesterfield Falcons 12 and under a one team. They had a double overtime win over the St. Louis Rockets. That was exciting. I'm guys. I'm not just saying that because it's a listener of the show and a good friend of mine and his stepson. That was ridiculous. That was a lot of fun to watch seeing it live, seeing the parents just go nuts. Um, so Leon's stepson did take a penalty late, uh, and they scored on the power play to make it, I believe it was 2-2, and I thought, oh, no, don't let that be the death nail. You know, we've all been in situations like that, right? Like, no, never. you take a dumb penalty or you do something late no. to screw up not, your team's chances. Not once. Yep, me neither. Yeah, me neither. No, of course not. I was suspended um, for a fucking playoff game because I got into it with a guy, and we lost that playoff game. Yep, and that's, and that's what I was thinking. I'm like, don't let this happen to a 12-year-old. Good Lord, but they ended up pulling through an over or double overtime winning the game four on four very exciting stuff so congrats to all blue note cup winners i saw a couple games there always a fun weekend so i'm sure the kids all of you had a great time and hey you didn't win this year come back next year and uh this has been going on since 2017 uh when the st louis blues and missouri youth hockey uh division uh collaborated to uh, grow the youth hockey uh state championships and the Blue Note Cup has been a marquee event for young athletes uh, around the area since 2017. So, they didn't uh, have yeah, that shit when I was growing up. No, no. me neither. And, was, and I'm looking at the the list of winners here. There's a, a man, 1400, 1200, 1200, C1, C3, A3, bunch of different divisions. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, they didn't have that many when we were kids, guys. There's a it's, ton. It's blown up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Like twenty divisions. No, more than that. Like thirty. At least 35. Man, it's crazy. Yep. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's uh, good hockey. Like I said, the parking. Have you, have you guys been to Centene yet? I have not. It, 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 the parking lot's massive. I mean, it is huge. And I could not find a spot. My son was getting pissed because we just kept circling a lot. He's in the back seat just yelling at me. And I'm like, I, what do you want me to do, dude? Like, go drive up on the hill and park on the hill? Like, come on. Go park at the casino. Yes. Uh, Jeff, you. <laughs> um, so the uh, uh, announcement number two, uh, Jeff, you got a summer series announcement? Yes, we do. In 2002, the St. Louis Blues revealed a 35th anniversary all-time team, which included three left wings, three centers, three right wings, six defensemen, two goalies, and a head coach. These selections included Brian Sutter, Bernie Federko. Brett Hall, Chris Pronger, Al McInnes, and Curtis Joseph. But a lot has happened since then. 
Great pass to O'Reilly through the legs of Heischer to Tarasenko to Petrangelo. Chips. He scores! What a play! Both Brown and Carter led the club with eight power play goals. Oh, yes! It's your turn to pick the team. You pick who belongs. Let's Go Blues Radio announces the winners. Coming this April to Let's Go Blues Radio. Stay tuned for more information. So there it is. So I'm in this. I'm in this. Yeah. (laughs) Kurt's in the running. (laughs) For those of you on the podcast, and Kurt, I'll go ahead and tell you, I have another version I'm going to send you for editing into the podcast. But, um, yeah, we did work in a Kurt Price photo in there. So um, (laughs) congratulations. You're in the running, sir. No audio, huh, for for, for me, though. None of me scoring a goal. I don't think think that exists. (laughs) I think the only audio of me playing hockey is uh, from a video uh, me coming on right wing, wind up for a slap shot, uh, far post. And that's this. Just you hear clang. That's the only audio you have of me playing hockey ever. We'll take it. That's that's <laughs> that's good enough. Um, so yeah, for those of you wanting a little bit more information, we are doing this summer a St. Louis Blues all-time team. It's going to include uh, basically all the players from the past since 1967. As I said in the video there, uh, they, they did one of these in, in, uh, in 2002. We're going to build on that because a lot has happened since then. So uh, I'm going to have a panel of people that are going to help me pick uh, basically eight positions at each forward position, uh, six at each defensive position, uh, two more goaltenders, and uh, two more coaches uh, than what was on that 35th anniversary team. And then we're going to try and figure out basically the rankings of those players. And then we're going to have you pick the team. So three, four positions of each six defensemen, two goalies and a coach. So uh, we'll be, be look on the lookout for that. It'll start right when the, uh, the season ends, which for the blues will be very soon. Uh, can't end soon enough. If you ask me, and uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to having some polls here and we're going to have some prizes to people who vote and kind of voice their opinion. We're going to show your stuff on the air. So uh, make sure you tune in this starting this April for the Let's Go Blues Radio St. Louis Blues all-time team. So this is a little bit different than, a lot different, actually, than the fantasy draft that we had uh, for the three of us, uh, uh, what, three years ago, something like that? Yep. Um, Which was fun. Uh, Where we picked, Mm -hmm. we drafted. We had stipulations, though. We had requirements. You had a certain amount of games played that, they had to have before they're eligible to be drafted. So, but, uh, so this is a little different. Yep. Yeah. A lot different. And like I said, you've got the 35th anniversary team that was, that's already been picked. We're adding to that. So it's going to be fun to see where like, you know, right now at, at let's say right wing, it's uh Brett Hall, uh, Joe Mullen, uh, Scott Young and Wayne Babich. 
So it'll be interesting to see, does Tarasenko climb in there? Does David Perron, do we include him as a right wing? Is he in there? Like, it'll be interesting to see how these guys rank. Uh, and and, and the, the panel is going to be made up of fans. So some of you might get asked, some of you listeners, us, and then other podcasters and media members. So it's going to be a good mix of people that are going to decide who at least deserves a shot at making the team. It'll be interesting to see how, what kind of players would make up, say, the fourth line. Would you go with, like, uh, the best fourth liners of all time? Or would, because of the rich talent that comprises the group of forwards that have played for this franchise, you know, are you going to have a guy like Tarasenko on the fourth line? Or, yeah. you know, Peron on the fourth line? You know, do, yep. would you go with a grinder like a like a fan like a Craig Conroy like one of the one of the better uh, 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 checkers we've had? Uh, Rick Mahar, right? Would be the third we'll fourth see. line. You, know? you got to figure a lot of this is is fan participation. So yeah. if you know, I I put him in the video. If Ryan Reeves is somebody that the panel feels deserves to be on this list, maybe he gets voted in. Who knows? I, I if I would imagine if fan voting. I don't see how Ryan Reeves would not make this that team if you're if if the mindset is okay we're going to put together a fourth line made up of fourth line type players right yeah uh, it'd be, we'll it'd be interesting to see which way they go yeah so this will run all summer as I said there's it's it's fun too because I've got some some good ideas planned for for giveaways so basically I'll be running polls on Twitter and you know people will be able to respond in the poll and say you know. I feel this player deserves it because of X, Y, Z. And if it's a response that I like, I'm going to show it on the air. And that person's in the running for a really cool giveaway. So looking forward to doing this. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot more interaction with the fans in this summer series than we've ever had. Cool. Yep. Very cool. Uh, the official beers of episode number 403. You can follow, follow each of us on the untapped app. My handle is CPRIZE12. Jeff's is Ponder 94 Bills is Billy Blue Note 33. So uh, I, I, I declined to go first because the team has sucked when I've gone first. So who did we? Was it Jeff? You're going first, right? Yeah, I think we've seen all three just go at the same time. Maybe that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Go. One, two. Oh, are we doing one, two, three? Are you on three? Doing it. <laughs> Uh, mine is Yingling Lager, and I said on Twitter I thought this was the first time that we've ever had it, but I remember I joined you guys, unfortunately, for the episode that Bob Plager passed away, and I was drinking a Yingling that time. So this is huh. not the first time we've had Yingling on the show. I, uh, I think I've mentioned uh, that Yingling, to me, Yingling, it's okay. Uh, I'm not crazy about Yingling, but but I, I don't understand it. I, I don't either. Uh, it's I, I don't like it as much as like straight Budweiser, but but uh, I am very intrigued by the the their Hershey's Porter, their chocolate porter. I wanted to try that very much. Um, mm. Heard good things about it, so I think I'd like that uh, based on what I like. So, but I'll go second. I'll go second. Why not? You do that. Yeah. Uh, the O'Fallon Brewery's uh, chocolate naughty uh, beer, which is a chocolate pretzel beer um i had one left out of the six pack that i had which is it's quite good i said before that it, i don't think it's as good as their regular naughty the regular pretzel beer but uh this is a a close runner-up for me for them <clears throat> what you got sir <clears throat> i have a tasty nope, little nope. beer churro grande 
from? I believe it's I believe it's Grande. Oh, sorry, Churro Grande from Churro Grande. Boulevard. Taco Grande. Yeah, it's uh, a uh, barrel aged Imperial Brown Ale with cinnamon and natural flavors. It's really good it, for you know dessert kind of beer. I really, really dig this. Um, I, I need to I need to drive over to the other side of your state, Ponder, and partake of some Boulevard. Go to the brewery and do that was all a that fun. Stuff. We we did that. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it on the show. I think it was about two years ago. Actually, I think it was right before COVID hit. Um, my wife and I went out there. We saw Mavericks game, and we went to the Boulevard Brewery. Did the tour. It was awesome. We just hung out at the brewery all day, and. Uh, yeah, just tried different beer. They got a bunch of stuff, obviously, on tap that you can't find anywhere else. And it was just a lot of fun. I, I really do recommend going out to Boulevard if you get a chance. Yeah, we uh, we did KC, um, Late State and Power and Light uh, a couple years back. Had a blast. Um, didn't go to Boulevard. Um, it was the first time I ever went to a Flying Saucer, and that was pretty damn cool. Um, but one of my favorite coffee labels now has a place at Power and Light, so totally want to get out there and do boulevard hit pt's coffee it'll it'll be a good trip maybe that's when i'll get to see st louis city sc against the whiz oh wait sorry sporting sporting (laughs) casey sporting casey i forgot they changed their name it'd be a lot cheaper uh yeah Yeah. play over there you can drive to chicago and see him play for like 15 bucks yeah, and Chicago has a former Liverpool player, uh, Jordan Shakiri. So uh, Shakira plays for Chicago Fire. He does. She does. She does. Oh, yeah. Isn't Chicago Those hips don't be, quit, baby? They're supposed to be kind of bad this year, based yeah. on the preseason predictions that I saw. Yeah. Did you see the ESPN um, power rankings? On yes, and they had City they, at twenty six because because, because there were gift goals. Yeah, both games involved gift goals. But you, okay, here here's the thing, and not to talk, uh, not to make this a soccer show, but just real quick. Um, Why not? Yeah, I mean, yeah. anybody. What anybody, else are we going to talk about? <laughs> and, and this ties into our philosophy with the Blues. You know, have they did they not watch the games? Because if you watch the games, you know the the, the, the St. Louis City they created those the, the the they created their own luck, right? You know, yeah. they, they they play that that uh, that press. Uh, uh, that press aggressive style to force okay. mistakes by the other team. So St. Louis City forced a lot of this stuff. And if you look at expected goals for, we won the game there anyway. So, I mean, and if yeah. not for a few great saves, fantastic saves against oh, yeah. St. Louis City, oh, my they'd had a few more goals. So, I mean, they really, I mean, it kind of evened out. A couple of really great saves against them, and then the own goal header, and then the the, the pass back on the giveaway. Uh, I, I, to me, yeah, the, the two giveaway goals, the, the, the pass back to the, to the, <laughs> the lurking, uh, uh forward, a uh, striker was I, just bad. I I'll but, say, man, my boss is British. So clearly he knows everything about soccer. He can even do a soccer show. I'm sure he even said that he's an Austin guy. He lives in Austin, big Austin FC fan. And he said that. Those goals they scored, the last two, were because they had a relentless forecheck, as was we called it. He tries to relate it in hockey terms. And and he said they press, 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 and it's hard to get out of that when it's a good press. And 
I sent him the highlights of the last game against Charlotte, and he said it. He's like, yeah, it's exactly what I'm saying. That team just, they don't let up. They they just keep pushing. And that game against Charlotte, holy fuck. That, that, that first half of that game, that was amazing. Or what? 400 yellow cards. Oh my <laughs> ridiculous. God. Oh my God. That was so much fun. That was, it was like a hockey game out there yeah. on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it was a, it was a physical affair and um, city park got its first villain with uh, Capetti, Capetti. Enzo Capetti yes. for, uh, I think I texted you. He's Charlotte. an easy Yeah. He's an easy guy to hate. Oh, yeah. easy guy. Oh, easy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Diving and fly. he scored a fantastic goal though. He did. That, that header was amazing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's flopping and diving and arguing every, every and just whining on the. Oh, it's just terrible. He's an easy guy to hate. And then he plus he scores against you, so you hate him even more. And the crowd starts booing him every time he touches the ball. <laughs> he gets booed. It was great. That was, was fun. Amazing. And but isn't uh, now now I didn't watch. I I'd occasionally watch an MLS game. You know, uh, over the over the years, didn't really get into it. You know, if one was on, I watch it for a little while. But I mean, isn't the the more aggressive uh, soccer style? That's the more American style soccer MLS style. Uh, but St. Louis City just plays it to like they crank it to eleven when they're doing it. Uh, but that's more that's much more American style soccer than it is European football, right? Because European football is more more of a finesse game. Uh, it, it it depends. Liverpool Liverpool's success over the last few years has very much come from a heavy pressing game, and so it's it's an easy transition for me to watch. I mean, talents talents a little different most days, um, but yeah, it it's that. It, I think it's it's probably you know the the German coaches. Uh, are espouse that more so um i don't think it's cool i I think the second goal in game one was shocking uh i I think i I think that's winning unlimited in the chat i I think this being an expansion team and the first two you know nothing much is expected of st louis city this season you know being expansion team Uh, i think they're dead last uh but uh i don't think they could have gotten off to a much better start as an expansion club, not just because they won the two games, but the way they won them and how the games were played. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just such an exciting, it's almost like the battle Hawks this season, their first two games, amazing finishes. Holy cow. Um, but the way to start this, uh, uh, the franchise's uh, uh, tenure here in St. Louis uh, has been fantastic. It's exciting games. It, even if you're not a soccer fan, you're watching this, you can't help but get excited about it. Yeah. Very emotional wins. Yes. All right. Holy. <laughs> what was that? I missed that. Holy, Holy shit. Sh- Future considerations is a blue yet again <laughs> from Matt Harris. <laughs> and then he adds, love that dude. Future considerations moved around a lot, but brings a lot with him. <laughs> Change of scenery for future considerations. Yep. Let's see if it'll help him. And we got Justin Scott. Uh, we're going to talk about Buchnevich here in a minute, but he says, I've always been a big Buchnevich fan, even when he was in New York. He is a pillar of consistency and has been our best player in these recent stretch of games. I agree 100%. He's, he's been the one guy that's brought it every game since the O'Reilly trade. Uh, maybe you could add in one or two more guys, but it's definitely very noticeably Pavel Buchnevich. Did, did you hear uh, some rumbling? Some people tried to say that Buchnevich was uh, – uh, possibly going to be traded before the deadline. Did you hear anything about that? 
I, mm. I heard some people talking about that, and I'm like, why in the world would the Blues do that? He has a friendly contract, and he's been arguably our best player, our best forward by far. If so I don't. He, if, it, listen, nobody's untouchable. I've said that forever. Um, right, back when but, Davidson used to say TJ Oshie was untouchable. Shut up. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> he should have. But been. like, Oshie? No, 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 no. I, I, what I mean is, we shouldn't have traded him for uh, Brower. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, I, I will stand by that trade. I still like nah. it. But we don't need to get into that. That's old. Brower scored a kind of important goal in Blues. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? If Oshie's on the team, maybe we don't need that goal. If Oshie's on the team, he doesn't do anything in the playoffs. His numbers were better than Brower's in the playoffs coming in. We went over this on the show at the time. I remember this. I know, but Brower scored a big goal. I, how he did. He had one Oshie goal in that series. It was a big goal. I mean, it was a fantastic goal. goal. One of the biggest in Blues history. I'm not, I'll give him that. But Plus one of the greatest quotes after the game. If I don't score that goal, I'm retiring. <laughs> <laughs> well, he almost didn't. He missed. He missed the I first whack at, whack at it. <laughs> but no, I. Uh, um, no one's untouchable. I'm sure if somebody called about Buchnevich, okay, what's your best offer? It's not. I want to trade Buchnevich. It's if I get a really fucking ridiculous offer, I'll take it. But that, nobody's gonna blow Armstrong when, out of the water on that deal, right? And and that that's why he's not getting traded. It was because. It would take a lot because it's we don't we don't have to move him. He's he's not he's he's making less than he deserves, and uh, we've got him locked in for a little bit, and he's been great. I don't know why anybody. I mean, like you said, Jeff, nobody's untouchable. You get the doors blown off on an offer. Yeah, you take it, but no one's gonna do that. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna trade me uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle for Buchnevich, and you're gonna retain all their salaries. <laughs> Sure. Nah, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, th- yeah, you can have him for that. I, I'm not gonna. I, I've said before. I think we all agree. We'll trade anybody, anybody, trade anybody as long as you, as long as the team's better now and in the future because of that trade. Trade anybody. I don't care. Kurt would trade either Bill or I if he could get uh, Bucci on the show. <sighs> yeah, okay. I, 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 what? <laughs> oh, yeah, Leah Axel, right? <laughs> um, you know, I used to love Bushnevich. Not Bush, uh, Bouchergrass, but uh, man, with him broadcasting games in the NHL, it's kind of some kind of soured on. I still uh, love his personality. I, but, I yeah, do I, too. I, I well, agree. I don't you know like the, him calling games. You know what though? His personality—he's getting old. <laughs> his personality fits like a late twenties, early thirties kind of guy, right? What is he now? Like fifties? Yeah, he still, but he, uh, he still has fun. I like guys that still no, have I, fun in the broadcast booth. I get it, but it's—I—I it, it, I don't know. I. I don't know. He, I'll, I'll just, I'll, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know what? Let's replace him with Stephen A. Smith talking about hockey. Oh God. We should talk about that clip that we should have had that ready to go. The, for those who don't know the ESPN, what's the name of that worst. show? Stephen A. Smith. Who fucking and two cares? People. Yeah. Actually, that they're... might be what it's called. Who fucking cares with Stephen A. Smith? <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, they were Brought talking to you about by Carl Lindbaum's Carl Lindbaum. <laughs> Carl Lindbaum's Carl Lindbaum. Oh, that's, I mean, we, that, that is one of our better ideas, I think. We need to make a graphic or something. Put about. that in the t-shirt, t-shirt shop t-shirt, and yes. I'm buying it. If we only had Carl Lindbaum on the, on the, on the team. You know what? We are going to talk about the Stephen A. Smith clip later because Austin is going to work on something for us. Oh, is he? Okay. Well, good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, it's basically so, so, so uh, a little uh, precursor for that. Um, ESPN uh, uh, talking heads shun the NHL. Uh, so stay tuned. Shocker. Yeah, shocker. Um, it pissed off a lot of NHL fans. <laughs> and ESPN has the NHL. They have the contract. They're shitting on their own product. I know. It's ridiculous. And, and you know, and the it, thing that bothers me too is that, I'm sorry if I'm Gary Bettman, I know he's got people to please, but I am like, okay, like publicly, this is not okay. I'm not happy with this. Like, but that's never going to happen. Well, this is this is a it's not a news show. It's uh it's an opinion uh, roundtable show. So you're never going to censor that. But right, but, but the, wouldn't the, you but, love? When you when but when you hear what they're saying, it's just it's stupidity. You know, it's mm-hmm. just ignorance about they don't know hockey, so they toss it aside and they criticize it because of their own ignorance. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Right. And it's just, we need to move on because we're because okay. we're gonna work on this later. But hockey fans love to, you know, play the victim. <laughs> you know, these like uh, what's his name when they he he criticized the NHL. The guy from uh, used to do part of the interruption. Uh, the boxing guy, um, boxing broadcaster max kellerman max kellerman yeah he shit on the nhl uh, uh, he's yeah yeah he's, and, and, and hockey fans lit into him yeah, so yeah. hockey fans are sensitive uh don't don't shit on our sport if you don't like it yeah. fine but don't uh publicly just because you don't just because you're ignorant on the workings of the uh of the hockeys okay uh the blues did play on uh tuesday night losing six did to they two know? to well, they they scored first. <laughs> they 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 played a fine <laughs> offensive you know what, game. You know what they well yeah they did they generated a lot. Um, losing six to two to the Coyotes, uh, Bushnevich did have both of the goals for the Blues his nineteenth and twentieth of the season, uh, and got the first goal of the game at just a two twelve mm. in the first period. So at two twelve in, you're thinking, hey, you know, all right, we're up one nothing, and. Uh, you know, Vimelka, the goaltender for uh, Arizona, was fantastic. Stopped 40 of 42 in this game. Uh, 42 shots on goal was a season high for the Blues. Uh, who's uh, how do you say his name, Kurt? Vimelka? Vimelka. Vimelka. Yeah. I was, I was right. Close enough. Oh, did you? Uh, I, I didn't hear you say it. I thought you just avoided saying it. No, no, no. Together. I, I did say it. Roll the tape back. You can hear it on the. Yeah, you can hear it All later. right. I trust I did you. say it. I would have um, called him out. I would have called him out. <laughs> I was, I was saying, I'm like, why am I the one calling him the out? The Arizona no, Netminder. I clearly just didn't hear it. You, you, you know, don't. I don't know how to pronounce a name. Or if I, you know, what's funny is that just like looking at a name, I can I can pronounce it. But when you go through this outline that we have put together every week, and there's 25 different hockey names on there, and and half of them are kind of are goofy. It's for some reason your mind gets scrambled and you forget how to say a name. It's oh, yeah. so weird. It's so odd. <clears throat> And that is why we often get uh, not going to work here anymore. <laughs> right. That's Steve Bushnevich. That's that's how the word uh, internship has turned into me. I, I used to say that word fine, but now I can't say it. I cannot say it correctly. I can say intern and I can say internship. I can't say it right. I, I, sh- I feel like I, sh- I owe an apology to uh, Ken Wilson in the uh, the whole Jochen Hecht, Hecht, Heck, 
uh, days when every game was a different pronunciation of his last name. Now that you're a podcaster, I you get kind it. Of get it. <laughs> when you have to like, yeah, you got, and he's got a whole, you know, he's got two rosters in front of him. Um, so anyway, uh, Blues did have a ton of odd man rushes in this game. Was there a number? Like we had seven or eight odd man rushes, something like oh, that in this game. Was it was terrible. I mean, it the was... two on O with Robert yeah. Thomas and in Cairo and just a beautiful fucking save. And yeah. I saw people giving Thomas crap saying that was telegraphed. Yeah, it was by Velmelka, but he read it well. That what that's not yeah. on Thomas. That's on Velmelka making a great freaking play. I almost wonder if Thomas's shot was going to go wide too. It's hard to tell from the so? angle they showed. I don't know. I don't know. When I the one angle they showed wasn't like directly from behind Thomas, so it was hard to tell. But it looked like it might have been like a just on the outside mm-hmm. of the post. I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, it was great save. Either, either way, either way, still, I mean, he okay. Let's say he's still going wide. He still covers the rebound. Oh, sure. You know, that hits the side of the net, that hits the backboards, maybe it pops back out. He covers the rebound and just made a miraculous save. He read the play well. He was over there in plenty of time and he made a nice glove save. It was a you know credit where credit's due. That was a fantastic save. I heard him say in the uh, post game that uh, he was watching Bill Day tape and he got inspired. <laughs> Flashing the the stinky uh, leather. Yeah. No. No. If he watched Bill Day tape, he would have played the pass on Robert Thomas. I thought <laughs> giving sure Kyrou that, everything. Yeah, I thought for sure that was going back to Cross. I did too. I really did. But but good on Thomas. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? It's actually 10:01. <laughs> yeah, he's he's right over there somewhere. Uh, 0 for six on the power play. The Blues were, so uh, they they did not convert. Did they convert on an odd man rush? Was Bushnevich wasn't a. He was he was in, but that wasn't a rush. Which yeah. which the back angle? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he yeah, was in, that, but that's not no. an odd man rush. No, no. so he. There were equally way. as many Coyotes right. in the picture than Blues players. Yeah, and so they didn't convert on the odd man rushes. They didn't convert on any of the power plays 0 for 6, even though some of the power plays, especially early on, I thought, looked really good, moving the puck well, getting some chances, didn't convert. A um, couple of them late looked like ass. Um, tons of chances, just couldn't convert. Um, Keller and Schmaltz for Arizona continue to kill the Blues. Keller had a goal and two assists. I do believe uh, Keller is averaging a point a game against the Blues in his career. 24, 24 points or 27 points in 24 games, something like that. And Schmaltz had a goal and assist. Um, Keller and Schmaltz are basically the new, like, I don't know, Damfus and Nolan for the early <laughs> 2000s people. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Calgary, was it a Ginla? And um, uh, who was his center that used to? rack up points against the blues. I mean, that's the new version of that. And and it's that's always been the case. Uh and that and they killed us in that uh seven game series that wasn't a series that Brubay didn't want to call a series. Um seven straight games against the Coyotes, which was the goofiest thing. There could be a documentary just on how that whole thing developed. <laughs> how we played the yeah. Coyotes for seven straight, which will never ever happen again during the regular season, I don't think. Uh, the Dan, NHL has fumbled many things like that. So yeah. yeah Darren Grice says the, the team is worse off than I originally thought. And I kinda I kinda I put in the show notes uh that I, that's kind of my thinking too right now. They're they're much worse than I thought they were gonna be down the stretch, even though yeah, they've traded away O'Reilly and Tarasenko and Mikkel and Barbashev. You know, you lose a lot, you lose a lot of talent, you're gonna suffer. Um and 
they're trying some stuff now with certain players, I guess. Um, and they've acquired some players to give them a little tryout for next season. So, you know, they're, they're, they know these games don't mean anything except trying to fix some things. And, but they're not, I mean, the well, defense is still playing like crap. You expect still, and that's, that's my problem. The effort. All this, like tank for Bedard. This team, as far as we know, this is the team coming back next year. And to see them playing this way, this poorly, is the problem. Again, I think the offense was fine the other night. I think Vamelka's for whatever reason, he's got the Blues number. But man, again, and I know this is what we've harped on for years now, this defense is so fucking bad. I mean, all these guys, right? They've all signed no trade clauses. So they're just like, they've got to at least be like, guys, we're in this for the long haul. Like, we want to still get great minutes and still like be able to sign another contract after this one. We still got to play well. There's none of that right now. And it's not even, I don't think it's an effort thing. I think they're just that fucking bad. Yeah. When you, when you watch the team play, you, 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 I agree with you. I don't think it's an effort thing either. The, the team is out there. It looks like they're trying hard. Um, but for whatever reason, and this has been the case for a while, in our own zone, it's just not clicking. Um, I don't, I mean, we're, and it's easy to, to analyze it and say we're missing a number one defenseman. It's clear as crystal clear. We do not have a number one defenseman, a number one type defenseman on this team. So, and if you had a number one defenseman, everybody else slots down, right? So you can, the matchups are a little bit better. Uh, but, you know, number one defenseman don't grow on trees. So you just can't go out and get one. Um, unless you're the Knights and there's Petro <laughs> not getting yeah. re-signed by the Blues. Did you guys see the athletic article? Um, the, it was what the uh, uh, most disappointing things in the NHL this year. And uh, it, it, it was Colton Pareko uh, for the Blues. And cool. the, but they didn't just leave it at Pareko. They, they broke down you know the entire defense. Right, Nick Letty can't can't lead to transition. Uh, you know, can't he? Can Which skate. was his strength, right? Which was one of his he strengths. Can, he can still skate, but he can't can't lead a transition to save his life. Tory Krug is nothing more than a power play specialist at this point in his career, oh, and yeah. um, all of these guys and Justin Falk. I, I thought Justin Falk had a great start to the season. And it's oh, just he got overtaxed and regressed to the norm and probably even further down. Um, it, it just, yeah, and the, the article did a pretty good job getting into just, you know, the problem with the Blues. You know, I mean, it was it was just a short piece, but I thought it did a good job of summing up the what we've been saying on this show forever. No trade clauses with mediocre defensemen, and we're stuck with it. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting offseason because we do have the three first round draft picks. We so and a lot of people are thinking we're not gonna draft use them all we use all three to draft. We'll either use them in a trade to acquire someone we need, we'll use them to move up, package a couple to move up to a higher spot, or all three. Although the way they're going, our pick's gonna be a top five, six pick. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, how much more you want to move up? I mean, and that's that's the thing. You know, if the Blues have a number, let's just say they get lucky and get the number three pick, do you still package maybe all three and send it to the number one team and say, 
They won't trade. They you want these three? Yeah. We'll get number yeah. one. Whoever, you want them? Whoever yeah. winds up with Bedard with the number one pick, they are not going to do it. You might be I able agree. to package up for Fantilli, but you're not going to be able to package up for Bedard. Probably not. Yeah, it, it's like I, I think back to when Malkin was drafted. Um, you know, uh, trying to acquire that pick to get him uh, because after seeing tape of him and. You know, overseas, I was like, golly, this guy can play. Um, you know, and when McDavid was drafted, you know, you'd always hear teams talk about, hey, you're going to trade up. Are the, Would they trade away the first round, the first pick? And we're like, no. Why would you? A generational talent, you know, mm-hmm. one of the greatest players. I mean, pr- projected to be maybe one of the biggest, best players ever. And he's turning into that to, I mean, a lot of people are saying he's the best player ever right now. So, but it's just got to play out okay. for, for, for the numbers. Winning unlimited, making me show how dumb I am here. Uh, he's right. Blues cannot get pick three. Only picks one and two awarded in lottery. So yeah, he's he's right. Blues, unless they literally lose out and end up, which isn't going to happen. Um, I think I think I think realistically, they're probably if they keep playing the way they're playing, they'll probably uh, uh, position wise be set to draft at five or six. Yeah, I think so. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Okay. Right now they're ninth, um, but there's a few teams right there, you know, not too far. So if they keep playing this poorly, granted, everyone else down there is playing poorly too, but uh, but yeah, the Blues can't seem to beat anybody right now. No, so, uh, and. And you brought up Tory Krug. Um, a couple weeks ago, I officially put out the "It's time to take Colton Pareko out to pasture, uh, take him out back, old Yeller style." I'm getting there with Tory Krug. Holy shit, he is worthless on the ice. I mean, Pareko at least has reach and can every now and then break up a pass or even like get a stick on somebody. My God, Tory Krug is worthless. I don't wonder- do anything. I'm wondering if part, I mean, well, I think this defense as bad as it was to start the season has gotten worse. Yes. And I want to say possibly, you know, based on a player's mentality, playing for a winner versus playing for a loser. Um, yeah. You can be out there trying hard, but you're not going to have that next level of effort that next level of passion and intensity that you'd, you'd have if you're a good team fighting for a good playoff spot, you know, in big games down the stretch, there's just a different mentality the players have. I'm not saying that's the case here with Krug. I'm saying it's possible that there, a lot of the players just don't have that passion right now because they're just not very good and they know they're not good. And the, the, the ownership has given up on this season by trading away players. And so they're just going through the motions to finish the season out. You can be out there trying hard, but you're not going to have that passion to that, 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 that inner that, that, that drives you that from the adrenaline of playing in a meaningful game. You know, it's hard to describe as an athlete what that is. But when you're out there in a big game, it's 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 different. It's like that intensity is crazy. It, it doesn't exist yeah, but when you're when you're playing same- in meaningless games. At the same time, you know, your teammates need to see effort from you. And I'm, I'm not, not seeing no. it from Krug. I, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is... I think the effort's there. Jordan, the passion's not. Yeah, but you need that passion. I agree. And, I, and agree. I, I think that, you know, you look at a guy, let's just say Jordan Bennington, 
being left to hang out to dry with terrible, terrible defensive plays. Yep. At what point does Jordan Bennington say, you got to get Tory Krug off this fucking team. He's awful. And I, you don't want to have that kind of a riff in, in the locker room because a guy's just not playing with any passion or fire. Trade him right fucking now. I'm going to go ahead and post that up there for everybody to see since Ken Morris and I are on the same page. <laughs> I think Kurt is on to something with his comments, and I believe they are very valid. I'm going to get a t-shirt with that on it. Have Jeff wear it. <laughs> I would wear it. I'd wear it every day. And on the flip work, side, they'd be like, what the fuck? Who's Kurt? <laughs> right. On the on the flip side of that shirt, you've got to have, I'm with you fellers. <laughs> I'm with you fellers. I'm with you fellers. Yeah. <laughs> Friend, I believe your folding money's come unstowed. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. I want to watch Top it. Five. Top I may five. watch it after the show uh, as I uh, go to bed. Put it on. Top five, yeah. I think so. For sure. Oh, Brother Art, though, for those wondering. If you haven't seen it, go see it or watch it. Rent it. That is, Stream for it. anybody who's like me and is Pirate an it. English major or was an English major, that's an excellent, excellent movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of great moments in that that remind you of certain books. And the the uh, just the, the look and feel of the movie is just yes. cool. You know, they have the filters on it and stuff. Um, no Rosen in the lineup um, on Tuesday. I that bothers me. I don't know if it bothers you guys. It bothers me. Uh, they they talked about getting Tucker playing time to see what he can do. Uh, that's why he's in there, uh, looking you know to, to see if they, he's going to be on the team next season. And I'm thinking, why is Rosen the odd man out to let Tucker play? Because any st- stats you look at is going to have Rosen as being one of our best, if not our best defenseman overall solid this season. Why isn't a guy like, I mean, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Why isn't yeah. Pareko or Krug or, or, you know, Scandella sitting so Tucker can play when they've actually su- struggled this season and Rosen has been statistically our best defenseman and he, he gets benched. Why? Yep. At this point, I'm like, you know, just say we're going to let these guys, some of these guys rest. You know, every game, Pareko's going to sit this one. Falk's going to sit this one. Uh, Letty's going to sit the next one. Like, and then that way, every game, you're still getting Rosen in the lineup. That's what I think they should do. But I feel like they do that, or at least in maybe in Armstrong's eyes, maybe in other GM's eyes. Oh, he's sitting his players now. That shows how bad they are. That's the only reason. But for me, I think if you cycle them out and just say it's end of season, let these guys get some more rest. I don't, I don't think that hurts their trade value at all. I think Rosen is in the same boat that Tucker is for playing to prove his worth. Apparently he has to, and he's not getting the, when's the last time Rosen played? It's been a number of games. I haven't seen him in a while. I can't remember, but he should be, I mean, if they don't like, Rosen, as much as I do, why aren't they giving him a look like Tucker? Play him and Tucker and sit, you know, Krug and Letty. I don't know. I, 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 that would make more sense to me because Rosen needs to apparently prove his worth now, too. So, where I, I'd, I'd love for some of the, uh, the folks in the locker room who are asking questions in the press conferences after the game say, uh, what's up with Rosen? 
Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's you cycle out your top five every game, no matter if they win or lose. You cycle out each one. Each player is going to get the, every fifth game off. That way, you can still play Tucker and Rosen every game. And I, but for some reason, I think Doug fears that might hurt their trade value. I guess. Wait, but I, so for some reason, people. I mean, I'm not anti-Tucker by any means, but. You know, there's Bill saw the guy walking around with the Tucker jersey, and uh, there was the social media uh, commentary about, you know, blow up the entire defense, uh, trade everyone except for Tucker. <laughs> I'm like, what is the love affair with Tucker? I mean, I, 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 I like he, seeing it, Tucker. I want to see young guys, and that's that's and it, that's my point with Rosen. I want to see the young guys play right now. Yeah, let's see them get some games in. So I'm fine with Tucker playing. I think he had a bad game against Arizona. I think he has not played well lately. But I'm fine with them saying, hey, kid, no matter how you play, you're in the rest of the season. But it should be the same mentality with Rosen. Yeah, I I, I couldn't agree more. I, at this point, you know, it, it feels like him being left out is just, you know, they're, they, they're going to continue playing the rotation of the top four. And it and I, I guess if you include uh, Bortuzzo had to have been in, I... I'll be honest here. I haven't really paid that close attention. I've had the games <laughs> on, but I'm kind of dialed out. But it feels like they are, you know, they're making it a competition at this point in the season for the who's going to be in for the seventh person or for the sixth spot. Fuck that. At this point, just roll everybody. I love that idea, right? Every fifth game you're out. Do you do know it. what? Do you know what bothers me about this, and uh, concerns me about this is that uh, recently we've made this franchise has made some bad decisions defensively. You know, they they traded Wallman away, who is thriving in Detroit. Right, right? just it, signed it, a nice extension. Yes, uh, playing very well in Detroit. I liked Wallman when he was here. I always said that. I wanted to get more of a look here. Wanted more playing time. He didn't, and they traded him. Uh, done. Uh, is, is playing well in Seattle, even though he's still kind of the same guy. Uh, advanced stats love him. They loved him here, but he's still not great defensively from what I remember when I've seen the season. But whatever. They love him there. He's thriving there. Fit in perfectly on this team. <laughs> so, you know, letting players go and not giving them a proper look here uh, has been kind of the MO lately and letting guys go and they thrive elsewhere. And now I'm kind of concerned about Rosen. They're doing the same thing with Rosen. So, I mean, you want to go back a little further, Yanni Hockenpah literally never played a game here for the Blues and has yep. been solid in the NHL since he came. Since Anaheim, now Dallas, he's somewhere else now, right? Uh, Carolina. Dallas. Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. So, very good Carolina team. Yeah. That's another one. It's just a series of unfortunate decisions on defense, uh, a string of them. And uh, they, they we're letting guys go that we probably should keep that were, are more affordable. And we're uh, retaining guys, uh, too long contracts that aren't getting the job done as a whole. So, I, I mean, it's so it's concerning to see them kind of play this out with Rosen now. I could be wrong on Rosen. Maybe he's just not going to cut it. And maybe they'll, I don't know. But I, I'm concerned that it's the same thing over and over again. Divide by zero. Uh, I, think, I think this comment came in probably... Before. After I actually said it, but now it's coming in before he hears it. Yeah. 
Yanni Hockenpah. <clears throat> Same from Divide by Zero. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's it's been going on the last couple of years. Uh, I think we are uh, we're due for a break. So uh, we'll we'll kind of talk about uh, uh, how everyone pronounces his name, Jakub or Jacob, uh, Verana. Uh, he says both are fine. <laughs> it's actually Jakub, but both are fine. And uh, Kapanen has played a few games now, so we'll talk about them a little bit on the other side of this break from our amazing sponsors. You're listening to Kurt, Jeff, and Bill on Let's Go Blues Radio. We'll return after these messages. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLive.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feeling of well-being, which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a beer lover's dream for hockey fans. Based in St. Louis, Missouri, owner Steve Albers has been brewing hockey-themed favorites for thirsty sports fans since 2017. From the Beauty IPA to the Old Arena Lager, a cold, frosty, hockey-themed beer is just what the doctor ordered for hockey fans in St. Louis. Make sure to check your local beer store for Center Ice Brewery beer today. LGB. Let's go beer. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the long-running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. Matt Harris uh, is pouring up into the tab. I guess is what he's talking to me. He's referring <laughs> yes, to. <laughs> he goes, "What's up with the music playing in the center?" I said, "I thought the video in the other tab started playing." <laughs> And then uh, Chris Burke adds the voice from the ad was kind of sexual as well. LOL. <laughs> Sex sells Dude, beer. It, it is very <laughs> sexual. I mean, man. 
I congrats I to you, sir. <laughs> Yes. I can't say anything else without getting in trouble. Yep. My God. Uh, I guess it went over well for the for the men watching this show. Wow. Uh, can we can we just play it again? <laughs> I don't have it up singly. That's all part of the group. Oh, all right. Well, I guess I could listen to my voice again. <laughs> it's on YouTube. You can play it later if you want. Oh, I will play it all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, Jakob Rana played his, uh, first game for the blues uh, against the coyotes on Tuesday. Um, he was supposed to debut Saturday against the Kings, but a snowstorm and overnight airport stay and lost luggage helped delay Verana's uh, debut with the blues. Um, he only played, uh, six games in total so far this season, uh, with the blues though, 16, 32 on the ice. Um, uh, he averaged 12.05 uh, time of the ice with Detroit uh, in the other games this season. He had six shots in the game, uh, eight attempts, so two were blocked. So zero shots wide, 100% uh, of unblocked shots were on net, which I think is a stat that uh, I don't know if anybody was talking about that. Uh, with as much trouble and frustration as we have with some of the players in this team shooting wide, um, it'd be a nice, a nice refreshing thing to see a player shoot and the puck actually hit the net when he shoots it, uh, which was the case. He had... Uh, uh, for Verona in the game Tuesday night. Uh, offensive yeah, shift. Uh, no, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, I mean, he had that great, I mean, that 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 quick breakaway he had. Down left wing. Just, blew yeah, by. Yeah. Blew by. I mean, that is thing of beauty. I mean, it's not only just speed, it's just skating ability. The, Another the, thing this team has missed. Rides he was taking. Not yeah. enough team speed. Yeah. Um, I think if we could get some of that speed on defense, it'd be nice too. Well, but, you know, he had that great uh, the 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 pass across that. Um, uh, who was the defenseman that tied up a stick? Was it? Um, uh, it was uh, tied up the stick on uh, on a was it Shen? No, no it was it was it was, it was on Verana. Was it was Keller? It? Uh, Keller when, tied up Verana when Verana had the chance in right. front. That's right. That's right. Perfect That's right. pass across. Yeah. I think it might have been from from Shen, maybe. Yeah. And. And yeah, I mean, and he was right where he needed to be. Uh, passes on the tape. That stick doesn't get tied up. He scores a goal there. Um, you know, just multiple chances. He had a chance, I think, on the power play. Uh, he looked great. Very I, good. And I'm if very you, happy. I, one game, small sample, but hey, look great. It, yeah, in one game, if this is what he's going to bring, um, that's good. I, I like him. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you it's going to be up and down me a little bit, but I, I'm like, I like so far. So far, I thought yeah. with Kapanen when he first stepped in, it was like, okay, this kid's got something to prove. I felt that tenfold with Verona last night. I thought, man, this kid is stepping in saying, I got to prove that I am worth being in the NHL. Yeah. And having him on a line, uh, Kapanen and Verona on the same line with Shen that like Kelly and Pang called it out last night. And, and you know, easy to agree with them on this one. It's a proper NHL line, right? They they looked like they could play in any situation in any game. Um, you know that, that we'll see how how it goes. You know, Verona's first game in, uh, he's definitely going to bring uh, his utmost energy. Um, so let's see if he can continue to do that. Um, but yeah, I was totally impressed with him last night. Had six uh, six offensive zone shifts, two defensive zone shifts, and then on the fly shift uh, starts were nine. 
So obviously he's going to be out there um, if he can for offensive draws, uh, not so much defensive draws, and uh, and then nine more. So about 15, 17 shifts in the game, give or take. I remember in the 18 Stanley Cup final, them talking about how the Capitals had three very strong right wings in Ovechkin, Oshie, and Verana. So clearly, I mean, again, pick number 11 in uh, in the draft, and was that 20? 14, whatever year that was. Isn't that the uh, same number clearly, Brown Brown was taken? Wasn't Brown 11th in that draft? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> no, let's Hopefully, not compare those. Uh, he's, he's got a better initial resume than Brown does Yeah, uh, already. So, Yeah, but but look, we, we've got to, you know, we've moved on from our organic top 15 picks and Tarasenko and Schwartz, and, you know, we've replaced them with higher picks. <laughs> that, that's that's sound sound logic i believe that's a win 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 right there <laughs> uh kasperi kapanen uh first game was with st louis on uh, march 2nd so he's played four games with the blues now he has two goals no assists he's a minus one uh, 10 shots uh on goal uh, 17 31 average ice time so they're giving him a look too giving him lots of ice time 17 31 Got the shorty uh, against Corpusallo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I, I've liked him too. Um, so I you know, and not they're not blowing the doors off, uh, but I think they're good depth players. They can be good depth players um if they play to the best of their abilities with this team. So right. um, you, yeah, last... you have them you have them on your second or third line next year. That's not terrible. Right. Yeah. We don't expect we don't expect this team to contend for a cup next year, but having having guys like that that have the offensive ability and have the potential to, you know, to pot, um, you know, twenty goals, I I could see these guys being twenty goal guys. Not like Mike Hoffman. They're they're not going to be forty goal guys, but you know, I can totally <laughs> see them, you know, as twenty goal contributors on a solid team. Uh, it's you know it's exciting, and then depending on you know how, how quickly the rebuild works, you know maybe having them on a third line in a couple of years even better. Yeah, and and I'll add um, just the the skill that they bring in a bottom six. I mean, we saw that with the Blues really in 2019, but you know clearly since then too, seeing that type of skill that can come out in a bottom six player, um, you know, you'd be able to maybe free agency, you pick up another winger somehow, uh, or maybe a trade over the summer and Verona or Kapanen are, are definitely sitting on your third line. Again, like Bill said, these guys potentially, I mean, they were picked to even score more than that, you know, at high, how high they were picked, but potentially these guys could be 20 goal guys on the right line. And that's why I love these reclamation projects that, uh, that, Doug has brought in on this uh, uh, trade deadline time, you know, Sammy blaze another one where it's like, Hey, let's bring him in another uniform and see what they can do. And so far they've impressed. Matt Harris says, uh, wait, you guys aren't looking to contend next season. Fuck it. We're cup contenders next season. Reckless optimism. I like it. I would, that like would it, be Matt. nuts. That'd be oh, fucking nuts. Hey, just, you know what? Just find, you know, just find Pedro Serrano and, um, <laughs> you know, Jake Baker, Dorn. Roger yeah. Dorn. 
Roger Dorn, Roger yeah. Dorn, and um, Ricky yeah. Vaughn, Ricky Vaughn, yeah, and, and we've got uh, a Taylor, chance. Uh, Taylor, Jake what's Taylor, Jake Taylor, yeah. yeah, 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 and Willie Mays has. I say we give them all a big shit burger to eat. <laughs> what is shit burger? Shit burger? <laughs> <laughs> what does a rub off mean? Uh oh. Well, how about that? Ken Morris uh, says uh, maybe Jeff can invite the Blues to the Ponder Cup. Uh, well, that is in November usually, so that probably won't work out, but that'd be awesome. All right. So you want to talk about Stephen A. Smith and his... Uh... Yeah. You know what? Let's go ahead and just play the clip. I got it, Austin. I'll take care of it. You got it? Okay, cool. Championship next. Rangers. Oh, Lord. Come on, Patrick. They don't able. count. They don't count. Take they, them don't out. Count. they don't count. The only Chris thing I know about hockey, hockey is, is that the puck, puck is black. black. Okay. And I love Dude, Gary Bettman. So they were talking about uh, the next New York team to win a championship. They're, they're, you know, And what's his face there predicts the Rangers. And then they're like, ow, oh, that's hockey. Right? They're just, they're just not hockey. He's the Yankees broadcaster. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name. And but, the show was the show was uh, Stephen A. Smith on first take on ESPN. First take, that's right. Yeah. Um, first take is the worst take. If you Michael ask me. K. Michael K. was the play by play voice. Uh, joined Stephen A. Smith to discuss Major League Baseball's new rules for the coming season. Well, and and, during, the seg- during the segment, first take host Molly Quirum asked K. to assess which New York team is closest to winning a championship. K. responded by slamming his hand on the confident and confidently stating the New York Rangers, and that's when they. They laughed at him basically. Well, and then he like he tried to like get into it and say like, right. like start the discussion like come on Patty right. Kane like he was starting to get like let him talk and then right. they're just like no that's shot him down. Well, they said yeah. no. We're talking MLB, NFL, and NBA. That's what they said. We're not talking NHL. Yeah, and like because they can't because none of these. Well, Michael K apparently wanted to, but those other two yahoos. You know, they have this show, and it's a sports show, uh, a cornucopia sports show, I guess, and they can't talk hockey. Very few people uh, can talk hockey on these, on these, on these uh, shows where they cover everything. The, 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 they're, they're baseball guys, basketball guys, football guys. How many times is there a hockey guy on these shows? Never. Never. There's never a hockey never. guy on these shows. No. And it's, um, that Yeah, and, and the thing that, that really – perturbs me is this isn't just a hockey thing i mean because well it is but you know if he says and i'm forgive me i'm sorry i'm not a wnba fan but if he says the 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 wnba team they're probably like oh okay you're gonna accept that a sport that is like i'm sorry does not get a lot of fanfare they would have accepted that over an nhl team you know they would have quarum and quarum said she goes she dissed the NHL and she said hockey doesn't count. That's what she yeah. said. That's Go what to hell. Some people. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. What are you doing doing a sports show? Get out of here. And how how stupid is Stephen A. Smith? Only thing I know about hockey is the puck is black. Well, how many times has that joke been made? Like exactly. a, a million? And, and she she said it with him. Which says he's said that probably multiple times. The only thing I know about hockey is the puck is black and there's a bunch of white people with sticks trying to hit it. That's get that's, the that's fuck the, out of that's here. That's the, 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 
black comedian uh, making a joke about hockey, right? It's been said a billion Only times. Only Stephen A. Smith is not funny or insightful or anything, and I don't understand why he is like their lead commentator. I've never enjoyed him. He's a moron. <laughs> He's got dirt on somebody. But in and I, I, I think she's she got to her position by being his hype man. So I I I still can't consume ESPN Sports Center in any of their shows. Um I used to try to watch around the horn to to get some other, you know, sports, you know, takes. I can't do it. I can't I haven't been able to do it for a long time and you know, I, I guess I feel the same way about ESPN as Stephen A. Smith apparently feels about hockey. Well, Gary Bettman's a close friend of mine. Shut the fuck up. If Gary you know, Bettman is your friend and you say that about his business, this is what he does for a living. He's uh, clearly he, not that close of a friend. NHL executives, uh, it, Michael Kay said that he heard the NHL was red hot. Uh, executives over the NHL executives red hot over Stephen A. Smith's dismissive hockey comments on his show when ESPN has the NHL broadcasting rights for uh, the TV contract. So they're they're promoting the NHL on their network kind of poorly, and this show is completely dissing it. So apparently NHL executives were pissed off. Yeah, but you know what? That's all we're ever going to hear about it from NHL execs. They're never going to talk out about it, which is fucking stupid to me again if i'm gary bettman or any owner i'm going on every show and saying this is the contract we signed we're working with people who are telling people that our sport doesn't count like i am calling out espn and basically letting them know hey we're paying you guys or you're paying us a lot of money to broadcast our sport but you are pissing us off I don't. I don't even care if Stephen A. Smith likes or dislikes hockey. I. I. What. What annoys me and and all the fan of the other hockey people out there is that they openly dissed hockey. You know, it's one thing to not uh, be a hockey fan. You know, you could fake it on your show, but to openly diss it and not even want to discuss it and say it doesn't count uh, when they should be focusing on helping the NHL grow, uh, considering they, they have a, a large investment in the league. It makes zero sense um, with the NHL execs being pissed off. I'm sure Stephen A. Smith heard about it and and had and someone talked to him about it. He posted something as a, as a, a clarification that uh, he doesn't hate hockey. I'm like, whatever. I <laughs> Can, that's whatever. a contractual obligation post right there. Yeah. Can we yeah. remember? Do you guys remember the last time his name came up with hockey? Do you remember that? When the, before the season started, right? When he was talking oh. about Stephen A. Smith, you mean, right? Yeah. He was talking about comparing it to basketball. Is there what you're going to talk about? Mm-mm, no. Okay. I, I don't be, remember be, this. Well, Go before ahead. the season, okay, well, I'll, I'll say mine. You can say yours. Uh, before the season started, after the ESPN announced they had the TV contract starting the season, uh, Stephen A. Smith uh, talked about why the Edmonton, he was like, he wanted to be a hockey guy all of a sudden to talk hockey because it was like the, you know, I guess ESPN encouraged their shows to talk about hockey because they just got the contract. And he goes, uh, I don't understand why the Edmonton Oilers don't have a Stanley cup. Uh, they have the greatest player in the league. You know, Michael Jordan was the greatest player in the NBA. He led the bulls to a bunch of cup, a bunch of, uh, uh NBA titles. 
And I'm thinking that that's the problem right there. One player or two players even is not going to win you a cup. The NHL is so much more a team game. It takes an entire team up and down the lineup depth on that roster to win a Stanley cup in the NBA. You can win a cup with the greatest player in the league on your team. Uh, win a, a title that you you could be a, or at least get to the final anyway. Uh, you don't need that depth like you do in the so, NHL. That is what I was going to bring up. Okay. But I, this was, uh, that, that your timeline's a little off. Right. That was, this was that when, was when ESPN got the contract, which was, they a year were, ago. they had just oh, okay. gotten the contract. Gotcha. And Sorry. so this was like basically, literally, probably them saying, hey, Steven, we were, and this was before ESPN even actually, like they signed the contract for the next season. This was right after the playoffs had ended. And he said that. And it was like, okay. Tell me you don't understand hockey without telling me you don't understand hockey. Cause that's what that was. It was dude. I'm sorry. Yes. But, but like in, in the series he was talking about, I want to say McDavid still had like eight points in the five game loss. Like he still played well, but you still, you need, it's not a one man show like the NBA or NFL, which, which I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm biased, but how is that not better? Why? Why would you want? Why would you want a team in a sport just because they have the best player in the league? Why would you want them to automatically be the favorite to win? I mean, then it's like, where's the depth? Shouldn't it take a whole team? It's a team sport. Why wouldn't it take the whole team to win when you, if you're so top heavy, you shouldn't uh, necessarily be able to win a title if you're top heavy with your team. I don't know. I, that, that that seems weird to me. But so my my work has asked me multiple times why I'm such a hockey fan. I take my meetings right here, so as you can see, people can tell that I'm a hockey fan, and um, I tell them the same thing every time. It has nothing to do with you know playing, even though I do play. I love watching the team game. That is the best part about it. Is that we see guys play and it's always, and I love that commercial that came out last playoff, right? The one that was like, you know, uh, it's, it's always, we, it's never, I, right? Like it's always right. about the team. It's never, I did this. I did that. It's, we need to do this. We need to do that. We did that. Like that is why I love hockey and it's such a great team sport and it bleeds into every professional thing you can do as a person um, I always relate my life back to hockey. Surprise, surprise. And it, I just, that's why I love it. It's the best team sport. It's camaraderie. It's working together. And that's the best part about hockey. Yeah. And Matt Harris says also Jordan, uh, with the bulls had Pippen Robin and the coach whose name I forget. Um, uh, Jackson. Yeah, with, Jackson, Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he goes, uh, he had a cast of all shows around him. He did. And that's why they won so many. Right. Um, but nowadays, it's not unheard of for a team with the best player uh, to make it to the final, just because they're the best player. You know. The, yep. The uh, the Blues now have the ninth worst record in the NHL. They're twenty seven, thirty one, and five, fifty nine points. They have a minus forty three goal differential. Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, with the way they're playing, they could very easily finish with the fifth or sixth worst record. 
uh, which means they would have like an eight or nine percent chance of winning the lottery. Winning eliminates in the in the chat here, so uh, he's gonna probably double check uh, <laughs> those figures. <laughs> uh, waiting for it. Uh, where you know what? Let's ask this. He probably doesn't know, but I'm going to ask anyway. Where would they be at in the gold plan right now? Ooh. Well, they currently have a 5.4% chance of winning the lottery, which which does not mean, apparently this needs to be said, does not mean, if you win the lottery, that does not mean you get another first-round pick, which is first overall, in addition to your existing first-round pick. No, you your existing first-round pick moves up if you win the lottery to the number one position. <laughs> Um, but some people th thought that, oh, you win the lottery, you win another first round pick, which is not the case. Um, so <laughs> five, sorry, five winning unlimited in the chat is cracking me up. <laughs> he cracked, yeah. <laughs> he's cracks knuckles. knuckles. Yeah. He's, he's into it. He's doing some research. I'm, I looked it up before the show. Um, uh, it's about give or take a half percent, something like that. It's like if the blues finished fifth or sixth, it'd be like an eight or 9% chance of winning the lottery. Uh, right now they're ninth, uh, and they have a which means they're in the lottery. Top eleven teams get the lottery uh, positioning, um, and right now they're five point four percent chance of winning. So, so uh, okay. Before we move on, yes. Earlier I said I would wear a shirt that had whatever the comment was about you earlier. You need <laughs> to wear a shirt that says what Ken Morris just posted. Great, great points, Jeff. Jeff well, well articulated. Articulated. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing Jeff can do, it's articulate. Thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also good at own goals, which apparently is a soccer stat, by the way. Yeah, I, that's, I mean, and, and Bill. How could, brutal is that? <laughs> Bill could, I mean, I'm sure Bill knows all about that because he's a huge soccer uh, fan. And I'm, I've always loved soccer, and I, I played soccer as a kid. I know the rules. I didn't know that about soccer is that they keep track of own goals. So the St. Louis City didn't get credit for a goal. Technically, I mean, it's not, it, it counts for St. Louis City. But no one on the St. Louis City team gets credit for that goal. It's credited as an own goal to the guy it went off of. Yeah, and so. that's what blows my mind is I'm like, okay, so the trivia question in 20 years of who scored St. Louis City's first goal, does it goal. go to the guy in Charlotte yeah. or is it? I think. I would think so. Right? You, would think it'd be a, you would think it would go to the guy who kicked it, right? He that's kicked what, it. Yeah, the last He went touch. off the defenseman and in the goal, last touch by the St. Louis City player. Um, yeah. closest would make a lot of sense. It last touched, right? So uh, <laughs> my wife told me that the league she played in growing up, it was always last. It was, it was actually closest to the ball when it went in. So basically closest to the goal. Well, I think, well, that's, well, that's the way it is in hockey. If the defending team has full possession, um, and they pass a couple times and they pass it in their own net, then it's closest to, the puck or the person who shot it in one of the two um, because we, you know, the, the, the team who gets the goal doesn't have possession. So there's no way to determine who touched it last. Right. So it's closest. All right. So I'm going to get bill to wear this shirt from Matt Harris. If there's one thing I know about Jeff, the man's a master articulator, just articulating all day, every day, master class articulating. Thank See, you. Okay. I'll so now, now we need you know, a shirt that says master articulator. Bill can be the master debater. <laughs> so what are you? I don't know. I'm just I'm just right. The master. I'm a right. I'm just a right thinking <laughs> kind of guy. To steal from Kevin Slayton, I'm a right thinking kind of guy. 
masturbator. No, not masturbator. Master debater. Come on, Austin. We're trying to be clever. If he was a fisherman, maybe we'd say masturbator, but you're not a fisherman. That's true. And bater would be B-A-I-T-E-R. That's and I'm true. sure there's plenty of shirts out like that. Go away, Baton. Go away, Baton. You like haven't seen money too? We should be friends. <laughs> we should hang out. Sorry. I like, I like money. Out. I like money. I told you we don't have time for a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen if you haven't seen Idiocracy, folks, uh, give it a look. Give it a watch. Super well, funny, and it's kind of how things are going, right? <laughs> right. I was going to say, I, I I would make that recommendation in temperate with, and compare and contrast to current realities. Right. And it's it's kind of scary. Listen, man, man, your shit's all fucked up. You know, you just got to, you know, just, you know, you got to, you know. <laughs> that was the doctor, by the way. Yeah. He yeah, said a few Justin, more things that I right. cannot say on YouTube. Right. Justin Long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, and I, the Blues have been worse down the stretch than I expected uh, them to be. Um, we'll be in better draft position probably than I expected if they continue this pace of pretty poor play uh, defensively, especially. Uh, only two wins in the last 10 games. Uh, they can't seem to beat anybody. I mean, they beat San Jose, you know, whoop-de-doo. Right. Uh, felt like San Jose stopped trying after the second. Or after, <laughs> well, after after the first. Like, they, guys, you know they, what's at stake here? They seem like they are still kind of in shock of the Meyer trade because that had just happened. And, and they I've seen a probably two... Parts of two games outside of the Blues game with them, and yeah, they've not looked good. So that's not surprising. Uh, the Blues uh, have traded forward Anthony Angelo to the uh, Nashville Predators for future considerations. That's where the comments came earlier in the show. Uh, Angelo, 27, has spent the entirety of his season with the Springfield Thunderbirds of the American Hockey League. He has six goals and five assists. Uh, the season, uh, Angelo taken in the fifth round of the 2014 NHL entry draft by the Pittsburgh Penguins. While the NHL trade deadline was last Friday, teams remain permitted to make trades, but any player move cannot appear in the playoffs for his new team. So you will see teams make some moves here and there for that reason. So to me, I, the question for Austin, maybe, I guess, if he can look this up, does that mean, does that also include the AHL? Is he not allowed? I would guess he, so, right? He can. What did I say? Uh, well, so I can't. I, so if I, the Predators make the playoffs, he cannot play for the Predators. But if he plays for no, the no, he he can. Well, okay, so the Blues did sign Anton Malstrom to a two-year contract out of college. He's a free agent defenseman, and he is eligible uh, to. And he's going to be assigned to the Thunderbirds, and but he is eligible to play the remainder of the season. But that's a right. college free agent. That's a different situation. Okay. Right. All right. Well, he's eligible to play uh, for the HL uh, regular season and playoffs. So, so Austin Austin says no, he can't. Which no, he makes can't. which okay. makes me ask the question. I don't know what his contract was. Why make this trade if you're Nashville? Maybe their team. What? Their Milwaukee is that their AHL affiliate? Maybe they just need to try and make the playoffs. I don't know what their situation is, but. 
that just seems like a really weird trade to make right now. Yeah. They obviously had soured on future considerations. Right. Clearly. <laughs> right. And to me, when, when I it was a locker that, room was like, right, right. Boom. It's Anthony Angelo, right? <laughs> it's, it's like not D'Angelo. Area. Yeah. A- Anthony Angelo, uh, his brother, Peter Angelo, was actually playing for the Vegas Golden Knights. So I don't Peter know if anybody knew right. that. No, that, that, um, was, that was his uncle, Frank. Of course, this man, this man not only has chopped down a cherry tree, apple tree, cherry tree. Cherry, uh, cherry, he is, cherry tree. He is also uh, spitting knowledge on Let's Go Blues Radio. George Washington, folks. Uh, steps in and says the AHL trade deadline is this week. So that tells me he can still play for the uh, uh, Predators affiliate. There you go, Austin. <laughs> well, I get what Austin was saying. If the AHL trade deadline has passed, already two, spent, yeah, right. I get what Austin was saying. Austin okay. wasn't he wasn't incorrect. Right. It was just well, he was, but he oh no, he wasn't was, aware of. He was he, totally wrong. He was wrong, but <laughs> wait a minute, why am because, I taking Austin's side? Because here? he can play happens. in the playoffs because the trade doesn't ha- has not happened yet. Oh, Austin totally. just gave me the love sign. That's adorable. Oh, love you too, bro. <laughs> us Missouri's us Missouri guys got to stick together on Let's Go Blues Radio. You know the cherry tree thing and George Washington wasn't true. Apparently, no, it was. No, I don't think so. No, I know his niece. Uh, she told me, <laughs> yeah, niece. not like not like his great 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 niece. No, no, no his his niece. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys hear about the 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 oldest living sibling to a uh, Civil War veteran is either still alive or just died? It's thought- crazy how it how that worked. It had to be like one fifteen, one ten. It was it was not I, I I could not believe it, but someone's father. I don't know. It was, it was like, are you kidding me? I would expect like, you know, three or four generations. Oh no, someone's a, a sibling of someone who was alive in the Civil War era had just died, or is still crazy. alive. Yeah. I sorry, I don't have more details. It's just you know off the cuff stuff. Yeah, I know there was that crazy thing with um, you know, like the uh, son or grandson of. Martin Tyler, who was president in like the 1840s, was Zachary, still alive. Zachary, Zachary Taylor. Tyler. Zachary, yeah, Taylor. Zachary Taylor. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Martin Tyler. Kick, the whiskey's kicking in. The whiskey's kicking in. That's all. That, I think that's a you're taking of a, a that's Canadian. Yeah. He's Canadian. Martin Tyler. Right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> pack, Zach, I I don't know. Zachary Taylor. I don't I don't know much, but I know Zachary Taylor. Zachary Taylor, you are correct. He's not the one that ate the ate the cherries and got sick and uh, uh, got the flu from speaking, giving the inaugural address out in the rain and got sick and died like after being elected like a few months. He died a few months in. Is that Martin Van Buren? I believe that, I believe that, that was, that was, yeah. that was Mar- Marjorie Taylor Green. Marjorie, we could uh, we could yeah. be so lucky. We could be so lucky. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Green. Margarine, yes. Margarine, yeah. Can't believe it's not. I believe it was Carl Lindbaum. I, I, can't believe I will Lindbaum. never forget that name from now on. That his name Carl. belongs. His name belongs in Let's Go Blues Radio lore. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a shirt. Carl Lindbaum's Carl Lipbaum. I will buy one. <laughs> I will too. While supplies last. Yeah. Well, dude, seriously, you got to put that. You got to put that on the Let's Go Blue shop. But he's not even a blues. <laughs> 
but it relates to this awesome podcast does does it not it does it does it's it's (laughs) original content it really is and that's and that's comedy folks if you watched was it two episodes ago that happened two or three yeah that was uh that was just like Uh, actually organic we organic. right it is it is totally organic it's yeah. it, it could be four or five episodes ago because we <laughs> put out so much extra content with the uh the the trade deadline show and the o'reilly that's true show that's true our timeline's all messed up yeah okay we're so like blues- uh we're like dr strange can't get our timeline right no just uh, blue sign Anton Malstrom, which I just mentioned, to a two-year entry-level contract. He was a college free agent, free agent defenseman. Um, his contract starts next season, but he will report to the Springfield Thunderbirds and be eligible to play the remainder of the season uh, and in playoffs in the AHL professional, as an on an AHL professional tryout. Kind of a goofy situation. He's 22. He recorded uh, six points, three goals, three assists in 16 penalty minutes in 33 games with Bowling Green University uh, this season. Uh, overall, the uh, Osterhaninge, Sweden, whatever, uh, native has posted seven goals, six assists, and 56 penalty minutes in 89 career NCAA games with Bowling Green over three seasons. So there you go. There you have it. There you are. Um, look for Anton Malmstrom to um, not be in the Blues do you guys think with the blues, bowling green bowling green has a bowling team the bowling green bowling team do you think they just call themselves the bowling green bowling team I, the bowling if if they don't call themselves the mean green oh, I, the mean green bowling team the bowling green mean team. wait I can't the bowling green that. mean green bowling team yeah <laughs> that's great yeah i uh so <laughs> Mike Liu, former All right, there's another Bowling shirt. Green alum. Well, not not former Bowling Green alum, a Bowling Green alum. Mike Liu, Rob, Mike Liu. Oh, okay. Rob Blake. Who Rob Blake, who stole the uh, Norris Trophy from Chris Pronger back in the day. He did. Mm-hmm. Yep. He did. Yep. Certainly Thief. did. Pronger should have mean green one. motherfucker. Um, he was also yeah. captain of the bowling team. <laughs> Good chance we don't see this kid, right? I mean, ever in the NHL. We saw Mitch Ranky pretty quick. And then we saw him called up what one more time and that was it. Eh, yeah. But I mean, yeah. Blue, you know, you never know. Sometimes these prospects hit and you hope for the best. Right. And now Mitch Ranky is running the bowling alley in Alton. <laughs> That's where he was from, right? He was from Alton. <laughs> I, we've talked. Uh, this is not a bowling show, but for those who just <laughs> we're tuned trying in, to make it, you, you'd never we know. We're getting there. You'd never know. Let's uh, go bowl radio. <laughs> let's let's go bowls. Yeah, let's go bowling. Fuck it, dude. <laughs> let's, let's go, go bowling. bowling. Yeah, LGB. Let's go bowling. <laughs> let's go beer. It, it means all kinds of different things now. LGB. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we got our comment of the show here, Matt Harris. I don't know what's worse, Blues defense or Let's Go Blues Radio slogan pitches. Oh, it's the Blues defense. <laughs> our slogan pitches are are awesome. <laughs> we got a couple here tonight. Uh, next up for the Blues, uh, Thursday versus San Jose at seven o'clock. So that's that's a win. Uh, Saturday at Columbus, uh, six o'clock. That could be a win too. We we can't be winning too many of these games. Um, Columbus uh, currently with the worst record in NHL, 20, 37, and 7, 47 points. So they are clearly tanking for Bedard. 
Sunday versus Vegas at six o'clock. Barbashev makes his return. That'll be uh, he'll get a video tribute, right? So uh, oh yeah, that'll be yeah, that'll be uh, be fun Didn't to see Barbashev. Mike Hoffman, Mike Hoffman got a video tribute. Did he tribute. really? I think he did. Oh Christ! Yeah. Uh, how many? What's the? Someone asked. <laughs> someone asked online the other day. What is the minimum number of games you have to play to get a video tribute? I it's think it's not one many. season by today's standards. One. You have to do something. Okay. I would say you have to do something in that one season, like notable. But Mike Hoffman, Mike Hoffman got one. Are you serious? I'm pretty sure. Blues oh. fans, please correct me. But I'm fairly certain. I remember hearing, f- like, seeing on Twitter, like, wait a minute, do they really just do a tribute video from Mike Hoffman? The fuck did Mike Hoffman ever do? He had a he scored a couple goals in the playoffs. He had yeah. a solid conversation so on Let's Go Blues Radio. So what? He, had, he scored a couple goals. Uh, I and he, had, he, he actually up. did. He actually did have a nice finish to the season. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, you gotta, you have to. It, it, I mean, there should be some kind of notable thing that happened. Uh, like retiring. There's no rules like with retiring numbers, but it's got to be you know when you see it. Yeah, he left. Of course, he gets a video tribute when he comes back. I would say no to Mike Hoffman getting a video tribute if, if someone would have asked me. I'd say no, not a chance in hell. But nobody asked you, Kurt. <laughs> <sighs> this obviously, is why the Blues need to consult Let's Go Blues Radio before any decision. Obviously, Barbashev gets one because he deserves it. The key oh, part yes. of that that cup team, uh, well-liked player, played well for the Blues a number of years. I get it. Mike Hoffman? That kind of just tarnishes all the other video tributes that the Blues give out. Ugh. Now I'm just like in a bad mood because of that. Thanks. I <laughs> Mike, don't, he, Mike, he was a Blue great. Hoffman. <laughs> right. What would be great is if Ottawa gave Mike Hoffman a video <laughs> tribute. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's never gonna... He's the reason why Eric Carlson left town. <laughs> right. Mm, yeah. Oh man, that we talked about that on the show too. The uh, with their wives, or the one was uh, Mike Hoffman's girlfriend or fiance, whatever she yeah. was, and uh, Carlson's wife. Woo! That was that was nothing was ever proven with that. Mm. If you do, we I did some in depth research on that at the time and shared it on the show, and it actually I actually understood why nothing was ever found because I don't in depth research kind of shows that Hoffman's girlfriend is isn't as guilty as people seem to think, but it's what comes out in the media right away. Right. And then people just, Oh my God, I can't believe it. And, and it's, it's the same thing with, uh, we talked about Patrick Berglund a couple or was it Berglund? No, probably more with Tara. Well, Berglund was involved with uh, some kind of a drug thing, but it's like you hear about some crazy shit that happened. And then, the verdict or whatever comes out of it. Oh yeah, it's very minimal news. It's when it first breaks. The problem is, is that when someone's accused of something, everyone automatically assumes they're guilty, even though that's not how it's supposed to go. And then stuff like this, like with with the wife, the wife and the girlfriend, that's they're not players. So like when the actual uh, result of of the accusation or the it went to court or trial or whatever happened with it. Whenever that's resolved, you never hear about it. It's hard to find out what happened because it's like, oh, it, uh, the the interesting part is the accusation. 
if there's nothing was ever found, there's no one's guilty. Eh, that's like back page stuff. No one cares, and no one hears about it. Everyone, and so everyone always assumes that. And I'm not saying she's not, but everyone assumes that she is guilty of what she was accused of, just because that that was big news for a while. Um, rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. Um, the Minnesota Wild. Uh, joined a growing list of teams who aren't fully supporting the uh, Hockey is for Everyone NHL initiative on Pride Night. Um, the Wild did not wear their Pride jerseys that they were supposed to wear in warm-ups, according to Mike Russo of Athletic, who's an asshole, by the way. Mike Russo is. Just saying, on social media, he is. a uh, Very sensitive person. Uh, uh, the Wild had previously announced that they would wear their Pride jerseys and had also planned to auction off those jerseys after the game according to a post on the club's website viewed by russo that has since been deleted <laughs> instead the players used rainbow tape and pride themed pucks during warm-ups instead of wearing the jerseys uh the rangers and islanders also chose not to wear pride uniforms during the warm-ups earlier this season and flyers defenseman ivan provorov chose to sit out of warm-ups for a Pride Night game against the Ducks instead of wearing the themed jersey. Provorov cited his religious beliefs in his decision. And the NHL later said in a statement that players are free to decide which initiatives to support, which actually goes against what the NHL uh, said before. Uh, what's, in every, uh, sorry, what's in every NHL player's contract is that they are to participate in league initiatives. Obviously, and this is me talking, I, these are now likely team decisions uh, as far if one person, uh, one player does not want to wear uh, the pride jersey, the entire team does not wear them to avoid a Provorov situation um, where a, one player gets drugged through the mud. Um, so, and I can see that being the case with the entire team, because obviously the entire team is not anti hockey is for everyone or anti uh, LGBTQ. They're not. That's not. No, that's no. Not just leave it at what you said. Anti hockey is for everyone. That's the key. That's 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 really and what it is. It's that it, we're well, not it, it all is. for everyone being part of hockey. And that that and that's what the message is. I, I think this is that that is what's lost on so many people who are saying, "Well, let players make up their own mind on what they want to do." You shouldn't force a player to wear a jersey or force a player to uh, support a, an initiative, um, which I generally would agree with you. But here's the problem. The initiative is hockey is for everyone. The initiative is everyone should be welcomed into hockey, no matter uh, what your sexual preference is or how you live your life or what you have going on in your life. You know, if you're uh, ostracized or you feel excluded in other parts of your life or the world, you should always be welcome uh, in, in hockey. And, you know, that's a league initiative. They want people to, be, to feel welcome, even though they might not feel welcome elsewhere um and i'm not sure how many people actually uh you know do feel um that they aren't welcome in hockey games uh, or by the in, in the nhl even though the nhl has had some pretty high profile issues with uh people being discriminated against uh at all levels but you know with that said uh this is an initiative that is easy to get behind super simple all and it's not you're not focusing on LGBTQ. You're just saying hockey is for everybody, and yep. it's a simple thing to say. And people, well, who who isn't for you know everyone playing hockey? Yeah, that that okay, great. Wear the jersey. That, that's yeah. that's the thing. That, all you have to do. It's it's a minimal effort here. That's all this is. This is a very like again we said this with the Provorov situation. Nobody asked Provorov to go march in the gay pride parade. 
teams will never, ever ask players to, uh, they may ask, but they might say, we're not, like, if you are uncomfortable, don't do it. But we would love for you to show up. That's the very most they would say. Put on a fucking jersey and wear it for warm-ups. That's it. That's nothing. Again, well, okay. I'll just say this because I we beat this horse to death on this show with Provorov. <laughs> yeah, with Provorov, with other situations. You know, the, the back in the day when the Blues were having issues with saying hockey is for everyone. Uh, you know, it was Gay Pride Night. No, no, no. Last second, we're switching it to hockey is for everyone night. Like we've 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 talked about this before, but the thing that I actually saw today that I agreed with. Friend of the show, Steve Forney uh, of the Springfield Thunderbirds, uh, he actually said, "Do away with all theme nights." Like, if, and, and at first I thought, uh, I mean that, uh, but you know what? He's right. He's right. If if these teams cannot actually go all out for theme nights, don't fucking do them. Get rid of military appreciation night. Get rid of uh, hockey is for everyone night. Get rid of them all. Because clearly, this is too big of an issue for teams to just deal with and players to deal with to show that hockey's for everyone. So clearly, hockey truly isn't for everyone in some of their eyes. So well, let's just get rid of all theme nights and not have this issue anymore. Well, Matt Harris can attest. He said he was called a slur at the Roadrunner at the Roadrunners hockey is for everyone night last weekend. So in his eyes, hockey is not for everyone right now. And oh, he's right. To, to the people, to to those individuals who, you know, called him that slur, they're they're the reason why these nights uh, are a thing. It, it, they're they're causing the problem. You know, it, it's. Can you imagine if 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 uh, some players came out and said they didn't want to wear the military, the camouflage, uh, in appreciation of military oh my night? God, can you imagine it? What what? I mean, the outrage from. You know, people, and that would have been booed every time oh. they touched the puck. Yeah. Uh, slandered on social media. I mean, they would be destroyed. I just don't un- in America. I just it, it's something that's so simple. And it's an idea that everyone should. It should be a no brainer to get behind. You know, it's just, hockey is for everyone. You know, like you said, Jeff, we're not nobody's asking anybody to march in a gay pride parade or to, you know, to to whatever. You don't have to actively do anything except wear a jersey and say, hey, I believe that the NHL is for everyone. Everyone should be welcome to attend a game. Everyone should be welcome to play hockey in, in various leagues across uh, uh, Amer- uh, the North America if they would like to. Um, whatever. You know, just hockey is for uh, to be welcoming and inclusive, right? And it seems like nowadays that the term inclusive is almost like something that is uh, uh, people are, are are coming out against, which is a, which is a really strange. I, I I don't know. Maybe it's the way I was brought up, but I that makes that there's no place for bigotry. I, to me, if if you're against uh, the initiative for the, the hockey is for everyone, you're just a bigot. You know, you're 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 stepping out mm-hmm. and against a certain group of people just because of of who they are. And it's it's just it's bigotry. I and I don't and that should never be supported ever. Um, you know, any, anybody who doesn't want to wear the jersey and 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 basically admitting they're a bigot, um, I don't know why anybody would support that. 
action. I don't know. I'm just I, I'm welcome to discuss it with anybody because um, I'm just genuinely curious as to people's mindset on how that works for them to say, no, don't wear the jersey. I, I just – and the thing that we're overlooking here too is the fact that these jerseys raise money for important causes because they always auction them off at the end of, at the, end of uh, the game. And they're not doing that now because nobody's fucking wearing them. They're not even making them now. So not only is this a, a message of hockey really isn't for everyone, it's a message of we don't even care enough to make money for important causes. And that's yep. just fucking shameful. Yeah. So, Absolutely I mean, shameful. No jerseys getting auctioned off. And it's just goodwill. I mean, essentially, I mean, it, I, I guess someone could make the argument, what good do the jerseys, wearing the jerseys do? Does actually help the situation? I think, you know, I think it's just uh, support. It's emotional support. It's goodwill. It's like, you know, when, when someone, you know, wears a, wears a shirt that supports someone who has cancer, right? You know, you always see a shirt to say team so-and-so uh, when they're, they're trying <laughs> to fight cancer, you know, oh, does those, does those shirts really do any good? Well, it helps raise money a lot of times for, for the people that need it. And, and it shows support. You know, it's more it's a morale booster for people. I, I just, you know, I I don't know what harm. It's not hurting anybody. It's not stepping on anybody's beliefs to say hockey's for everyone. So, and, but yep. The the problem is that people think that it it does harm their own beliefs, and it totally doesn't. Right? Just allow other people space. Right? But too many people. Uh, too many people don't want to do that. Ken Moore says, uh, does baseball, NBA, NFL have pride events? Just curious. I know baseball does. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't follow the NBA. Um, the NFL has. We don't have the NBA in St. Louis, so it's hard <laughs> yeah. to say. The NFL. Does the NFL have pride nights? Pride, pride games? I don't think they do. But the problem is that it, and the difference is that the NHL introduced pride nights years ago. And, and now they're just they're dialing it back. And it's like, if you're going to come hard with Pride Night, you got to stay with it. You can't just dial it back because that sends the wrong message. And that's what's happening here is, well, we've had Pride Nights. We've worn Pride jerseys before. We have the Pride tape, you know, all this stuff. We've done all this stuff to show that you're welcome here. Well, okay, now this one player is not going to wear the jersey, so he's not going to come out for warm-ups. And now teams aren't going to wear jerseys anymore. Like, you're dialing back the idea that hockey's for everyone by doing this. So you, the fact that they did it at all in the first place was great, but when you dial it back, yeah. it's sending the opposite message. Yes, it's like okay, so I guess in a way, the bullies are winning, right? Yeah. And which is the whole the whole point of this was to take a stand against that. And now the NHL itself, who had this initiative, is getting bullied by in a way by people so that's sad and, I, and I, you know what i don't even care if people i don't even care if some players don't want to wear the jersey i think i just want to have the conversation you know as, as an explanation as a as why i mean i'm just i mean i'm not i i'm not going to say that you have to wear the jersey i think you i think you should um because it's a positive thing but you know i'd love to hear you know it's like it's my religion that's a bunch of bullshit um, that's not the case. Um, what religion is saying that you, you that is not for inclusivity? I, 
I mean, if you, yeah, it, now, if you're, now, if you're talking LGBTQ, <laughs> if you're talking, if you're talking, you know, um, LGBTQ initiatives, that's different because I guess some religions are, are speaking out against that uh, or against that. But if you're talking hockey is for everyone, that's completely different. Mm. So I, I, I just like to have the conversation. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to say people should wear something or they have to. You know, if a player doesn't want to wear it, don't wear it. But then you're gonna be, you know, singled out as someone. Oh, you're as as an asshole. So <laughs> no one wants that either. So the whole team then doesn't wear it. So the players gonna singled out. It's a mess. It's a mess. Um, Ryan O'Reilly broke his finger and is out for at least four weeks after surgery. Um, good old Toronto Maple Leafs uh, having Toronto Maple Leafs things happen to them. Uh, actually, um, I think it was hit in the hand by Austin Matthews shot in the second period of a four to one loss to the Vancouver Canucks at Rogers arena on Saturday out at least four weeks. I think that's optimistic. I heard rumors. He was out until May, uh, four weeks is the minimum for the LTIR thing that he has to go on. So, uh, I think someone was saying now this could be totally untrue, but some folks on social media were saying that it could be May before he is back. Um, yeah, but TSN is reporting is, he will be back before playoffs. Okay, right. Right. and and it it feels like the you know not back uh, before May contingent is the you know Dooms, the, doomsday people, the, right? The the <laughs> Leafs doomsday crowd, right? I hope oh, he, I hope I, he is we, back for playoffs. Right, we I hope he is. We've we've known you know we've had the you know, the privilege of him being our captain for several years and know his dedication to the game. He will be back for the playoffs unless, unless he can't win a face off, right? If, if he's not going to be in a position to win a face off and make an adjustment to play a different role on the team, he'll sit out, right? It, he's I, I I think this overall could be a very good thing for the Leafs. You get arrested, Ryan O'Reilly, for the playoffs. <laughs> George Washington says in the YouTube chat, after about 10 minutes of research, I'm confident Mike Hoffman did not have a tribute video. <laughs> so not only did George Washington lead a group of troops across the, the River Delaware, the Delaware River. <laughs> the, the River Delaware? Delaware? Is the that River like the Delaware. River uh, that sounded very proper. Right, yes. the River Delaware, River Delaware. The River Euphrates, uh, on I Christmas mean Day to surprise British troops. Uh, he also says, and by the way, every time George Washington comments, I'm trying to have a fact about George Washington. Um, you haven't mentioned wooden teeth I, yet. I, damn it, you took my next one, man. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Uh, after about you know, his teeth were made of wool. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm sure there's plenty that, more. Uh, he was the first. Anyway, he says after about ten minutes of research, I'm confident Mike Hoffman did not have a tribute video. Again, you might you're probably right, Mr. Washington. Who am I to to question the first president of the United States? I thought that um, sounded fishy. I, but there was I know there was a tribute video. I remember seeing people tweet about saying, Why is this guy getting a tribute video? I can't remember who it was. It clearly was not Mike Hoffman, though. Uh uh, you guys put on the screen, uh, Matt Harris did say, uh, like I tweeted, uh, performative allyship does nothing. I'm less mad about not wearing the jerseys than I am of the NHL, realizing they can back out of hockey is for everyone events with minimal backlash. And that's, yeah, that's kind of what we touched on that, that the NHL is getting bullied. 
and uh, there's not enough outrage over it. And there's some people, you know, bring it to, to light and they're outraged about it. But, uh, man, if you look at, like, some of the people that report on this uh, and and are uh, outspoken against what the Wild are doing, but they didn't take a, hard, take a harder stance on wearing the jerseys, um, man, all the comments from the, from the I don't want to be a name caller, just bigots, right? They're just like, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it just... I don't know, man. It seems like this country has gotten stupid uh, over the past like five years, six years, seven years. It's... On behalf of people who actually believe in the initiative, hockey is for everyone. I know I've told the story before, and I hate to single him out because he's a good he's he's a good friend of mine. But um, a friend of mine who's a uh, of I, think, I believe uh, Korean descent. Um, he's felt the sting of racism by playing hockey with me. He's had people call him terrible names. And so hearing like seeing and embracing the message of hockey is for everyone. I truly believe that. So when I see that not actually being carried out, it really stings. So on behalf of people who actually care about the message, hockey is for everyone. I'd like to be the ambassador to those who feel that sting and uh and just say man i'm i'm sorry you all deserve better isn't it it doesn't it seem exhausting absolutely exhausting to be like uh, to take the stance that like a, a bigoted stance against hockey is for everyone lgbtq doesn't that sound just i mean isn't it so much easier to just let people enjoy things as and and do what they do as opposed to being uh, outraged at the way people want to live. I, I, I you know what I mean? I, it's gotta be exhausting. I, and the effort put forth and all this hate, I don't get it. It's just like, Oh, it, I, that's, I mean, that's, you're committed to, to the cause. Um, if you're that outspoken about it, because that's like ingrained in you. And I, I, I feel sorry for you. That's just that's a lot let, of effort. I, I, I my wife and I, this is the exact term we use all the time, um, and, and people in both our families as well. Why can't you just let people live their lives? I, yeah, you know? it doesn't affect you. Yeah. I mean, who cares what somebody, as long as they're not walking around the neighborhood shooting guns off or something crazy. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, you know, like, that's okay. But that's I'm, a problem. Right. <laughs> uh, well, short, quick story. New Year's, a neighbor of mine, well, couple miles away but a, a person i know who lives in my you know close to my neighborhood it's okay to shoot guns off in new year's right uh yeah his house was hit that's okay um, but you know we can't have gay people walking around here what the hell yeah the troublemakers <laughs> yeah i wonder i wonder how many of these i wonder how many of these uh uh gun crimes uh the the shootings in st louis like the, the there was some caught on a ring cam uh, in Soulard, I don't know if you guys yeah. saw it. Like uh, it was yesterday, I did. I did. Yeah, about thirty or forty shots, like a shootout in the street uh, in a neighborhood. Um, and I'm wondering how many of these gun crimes uh, are 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 caused by LGBTQ people pulling the trigger. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's probably not very many at no. all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt Harris says, as much as I dislike the entire organization, Allies Pride, Ottawa's Pride Night was a master class in allyship, uh, okay, off my soapbox. So uh, apparently Ottawa did uh, things right. I forgot why he hates Ottawa. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't know. Do you need a reason to hate an NHL team? I mean, other than just the fact that yeah, you know, they, they did something to your team or you just didn't like the way they 
I don't know. I don't like Carolina for their, I mean, and I might be in the minority here, for their post-game uh, 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 choreographed search. Their, stor- their choreographed stuff after the game. Yeah. The storm like surge. It. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Wow. Don't you like don't it. like those? I yeah. like them. Yeah. They're for the fans, man. Uh, that, no, that's fine. Love them. That's fine. Personally, I don't like it. I'm not going to say they shouldn't do it. I just, I don't okay. like it. No. I don't. All right. If so, people like it, so you, and, you know, Carolina you fans like, like it. That's it. great. You're, you don't like it, but you're okay with them doing it because the fans like it. Oh, I don't care if they do it. I, I'm saying personally, okay. I'm fine like with it. that. I don't like it. I like and, it. And the fans you know, love it. Can... That's great. They like it. That's fine. But me, it's like I see every time I see it, I'm like, ah, that's kind of stupid. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I can respect that as long as you don't like sit here and just say, this is ridiculous. I'm not trying to cancel it. No, no, no. I'm not trying to cancel Bunch it. Bunch of jerks, like, right? No. Bunch of jerks. <laughs> Bunch of jerks. Yeah. I just, yeah. Just, I mean, I, I think it looks stupid, but you know, I'm sure I, I do some things that other people think look stupid too. So, just my not opinion. You. Freedom of speech, Jeff. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> not, not you and your Bud Light Orange. No, yeah, Thanks. that's true. I drink Bud Light Orange, so that's people can rip on that all they like. Thanks to freedom of speech and from Thomas Jefferson, brought up earlier in the show. In Who the owns chat. slaves, by the I way? I don't think it was actually. <laughs> we get into that. Thomas yeah, Jefferson and George Washington both owned slaves. Uh, did they, not? Yeah, they did. They did. So, uh, but Thomas Jefferson did establish religious freedom in 1786, I believe. Freedom from religion, I guess. Right. Well, I think it was just his bill was called religious freedom. Okay. I know too much about history. It's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Seeing <laughs> as how they. Oh, I was no. That wasn't you that said that. It was Bill that did the. Uh, uh, the pre- uh, it wasn't Zachary Taylor. You said somebody else's no, name. Right, Martin Tyler. Martin Tyler. Yeah, Martin Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> got Martin Van Buren and Zachary. Yeah. Taylor kind of mixed up there a little bit. Yeah. All right, I'm, Austin. I'm, I made be, the mistake. Be prepared. All right, I'm yeah. bringing you on, Austin. All right, go ahead, Bill. Yeah. Austin's yelling at us. We wrap it up. Why am I being brought up? I'm bringing you brought on because uh, is there any Lamar Jackson news? No. <laughs> no. For those of you who made our trade deadline show on Friday, that was a bit of a slip up by Austin. And and to my no, defense, I read on... one tweet and I thought, <laughs> yeah, you read you believe something you saw on the internet? Shame uh, for shame. Yeah. For shame. That 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 was actually like one of our screening questions on on the you know the the pre hire questionnaire that you obviously lied on. <laughs> I thought you were supposed you to keep this to a ninety minute show. Everything you read on the internet. God, our <laughs> producer is awful. Didn't we have like everything time stamped and Austin was supposed to keep this at ninety minutes? I literally okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So okay. So to I my will, defense I, on the Martin Tyler thing, he is the worst, <laughs> the worst uh, commentator in uh, British uh, British soccer. Oh. Right? He's he hates Liverpool. There are some really great, really great takes of people like mocking him while he calls Liverpool games. That's that's where Martin Tyler got in my head. Okay. But it was Zachary Taylor. Bill's totally making all this up. No, safe, no. safe face. <laughs> look, look him up. Look him I up. I believe you. You're the soccer he guy. He was he was the voice of 
the FIFA series on uh, on EA Sports until yeah. like 2013 when they figured out he was shit. <laughs> oh, of course you say that as I buy FIFA 23, so I can't I can't say that you're right. <laughs> you, obviously, you better not play the intro. <laughs> we're not starting another show. Uh, right. Austin's going to kick us off the air here. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're getting kicked off. Bye, Austin. We hate you and love you. Uh, let's wrap her up. Unless you want to talk some more. Jeff, one more thing? No. Uh, support. More let's go. <laughs> no, support. Uh, in all honesty, though, Summer Series, we're excited. We'll have more news as it comes on. I'm excited this year. I think you two are going to be pretty involved in this as well. Maybe not doing the shows, but at least behind the scenes. Should be a good time. Support for Let's Go Booze Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockandthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockandthatidlife. And get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockandthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And by Center Ice Brewery. St. Louis' tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 20 season of season 11 of the original St. Louis Booze Hockey Podcast. Let's go, Booze Radio. Thanks for listening. And thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder, Bill Day, and producer Austin, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go beer. Let's go C-I-T-Y, C-I-T-Y, city, city, city. Oi, oi, oi. Let's go bourbon. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanosport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.